0: Welcome to the podcast where we're having conversations rooted in finding balance in life and celebrating the oh shit moments along the way. It's 50% wellness, 50% hot mess, but always keeping it 100% real. What's up, community? Welcome to what I think is the best wellness podcast on the Internet. (laughs) This is Wellness for the Hot Mess. I'm Kristen. That's Lexi. And we are, I want to say pros in this space. I mean, both of us have been in fitness for five, six plus years. Now we dabble in a little bit of meditation, a little bit of breath work, very much mind, body, soul conversations going on over here. And this podcast is such a good space for just relatability. Like Lex and I are both evolving every single week, every single day. We're showing up to this conversation with relatability because we're literally going through things. We don't always have the answers. And that's why I think this podcast is the best podcast on the internet. How are you doing? Mm,
1: I'm good. Yeah, it's so real. Mm -hmm. What I love about if we're just tooting our own horn for a second, what I love is that we truly show up as we are knowing that there's going to be information within the conversations that we have with each other, each other. I have a mentor and we were, we met, we meet every week and she goes, because when we were kind of trying to get our relationship together, were we going to meet every week? Were we going to meet every other week? Like how was this mentorship going to go? Cause she's also a friend, but truly incredible in the business and spiritual space. And she's like, you move so fast. Like one week we'll be chatting about one thing. And then the next week you'll have handled that. And we'll have a conversation about something completely different. And so she was like, we're meeting every week, girlfriend. We're not meeting every other week. And what I'm finding is that even in my groups, I want to be with them every single week. I don't want space to go between because then too much has changed. And so I'm saying that just to meet your point, that is we are evolving every day. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. And that is why we bring these true conversations to the platform that is not just here are five tips for this and that, or this is what you need to do. If you want to make more money, these are signs that you should be in the wellness space. That's all shit you can realize on your own. That is all stuff that we do not have to tell you and waste our time talking about. We just want to bring the real, real and the true and, and allow whatever is supposed to
0: come into these conversations, come into them Really. Mm, And we do have speakers and we have guests on every now and then who are super informed and educated in their sphere as well. So we love having conversations with people about things that we can't answer because we're not just going to show up here feeding you the bullshit that you can Google. So love that about us. But speaking of speakers, (laughs) someone I'm manifesting to be on the show eventually one day. I have fallen deeply. I talked about this a little bit, I think, but I have fallen deep into the Joe Dispenza rabbit hole. Oh yeah. I love Joe Dispenza. I've listened to his stuff in the past and it's never resonated ever. I would put it on YouTube. Mm, interesting. Big YouTube girly right now. I would put it on YouTube in the past and I would listen to his his speak his speeches and like Podcasts he would do. I would listen to the like 10 minute snippets they would take from a podcast, the really impactful 10 minutes. And I would just sit there and be like, yeah, like totally. I agree. That's great. Mm. Now I'm telling you, like these journeys find you when they're supposed to. I am mm. such a Joe Dispenza Stan right now. I cannot not watch him every single day. I mean, if you are in a place of needing a good spiritual kick in the ass and you just kind of want to break out of negative cycles, he's the one to go to. But again, you could listen to him and be like, cool. And when you're out the other, I think it finds you at the time it's supposed to. How do you feel about Joe Dispenza? Listen to him at all. Do you watch him? I don't think we, yes,
1: I'm just smiling because I also have another client that's like, have you heard of Joe Dispenza? i'm like yes what do you mean have i heard of him (laughs) like i have absolutely heard of him i think he's incredible i was kind of put onto him Maybe at the beginning of my journey becoming a facilitator in this space, uh, in when I was studying transpersonal psychology, spiritual psychology, because he's huge in this space, mm-hmm. and he's obviously blown up because there are so many platforms to for him to share his medicine on. I think that's why he's so popular now. And back in the day, it was just like Blogspot and different NPR and you know, his book and stuff. And what I really love about that is that a lot of these revolutionary leaders in this space have had books out for tens of years, 20 years, 30 years. And what I really think that is beautiful about social media and these platforms that have been created is now we really can change the world. They really can reach people that they haven't been able to reach. Someone I love dearly and just kind of discovered her maybe a year ago was Tara Brock. And she is an older woman. She, she's a meditation teacher. She um I would say she's like a philosopher. She just has these uh, incredible talks um, for free on her podcast. And she also charges for talks, but she she's very accessible to everybody. And I'm like, that's who I want to embody. That's the medicine that works for me. I am not inspired by the atypical trendy wellness shit online. You guys know that. We talk about it all the time. But the Tara Brocks of the world, the Joe Dispenza's of the world, like those are the people that are really going to shift your perspective because they're grounded in their perspective. They're not just like, oh, this is interesting. I want to talk about it. You know, I'm just really passionately like feeling that it is so important to know who you're allowing into your
0: energetic field. Mm. And these are not the quick fix coaches or doctors or psychologists. And that's the difference. And I am going to sit here today and say that I was big into the quick fixes at one point. And I would scroll on Instagram and look for the coaches that could help me immediately. And I loved instant gratification. And that's the yeah. difference between mm. saying in the beginning, you show up every week different, like, a year ago. Oh my God. Like that's the difference between Kristen two years ago. And now is I'm more rooted and grounded in these practices of people who have 30 years behind them, 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Joe Dispenza looks like he could definitely be my dad. And when he's on these talks, I'm like, Hmm, do I really want to watch him speak or that trendy girl on Instagram who like has a yoga retreat going on next weekend, but now it's so different. It's like my yeah. whole trust and realizing that this is the magic and the stuff that's going to change my life. From the ground up. It's so different when you're in the position of not wanting the quick fix anymore. And I really do appreciate these coaches and doctors and psychologists who show Mm -hmm. up on the space. TikTok is great for that. And I am so appreciative of pulling 30 second clips and allowing more people to see it because this is what's going to help everyone wake up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And I have found some really dope people on TikTok that are just like charming and you can tell they know their shit and they, it's like simplicity for me um, and it's an energy for me. And I can just feel, feel people and everyone can feel people, but there are some really dope people our age on TikTok doing their thing, you know, as we are here to support the change in the world. Um, a funny story about that though, is Smitty's therapist that he's been seeing for over 10 years is in his seventies. And I dabbled in trying to find a therapist here and there. And to be quite honest, I never found one that I, I I wanted to connect with every day. I never really found one that I felt held by in their wisdom. Like I want to be held by in your fucking ancient wisdom. And so I have seen his therapist a couple of times and he really is the only therapist that I've felt like I got something out of after a session, not that it was just like a good conversation and it made me feel better in the moment. It was like, I really felt a shift just from the conversation. Um, I mean, sending so much love to him because he actually has to retire because he has early onset dementia, but he's been a therapist for about 50 years and you can tell. And you know, what's really cool is he didn't start his therapy journey until, After he was in, God, I want to say he was in Vietnam, but he didn't start his therapy journey until like later in life. And like, thank God he did because he's a wise
0: dude. How cool to have your therapist be in Vietnam. And then, oh man, he is so cool. Yeah. That's some wisdom I can get behind. Speaking of therapy, I am on, I'm back on my therapy grind. I think I've had five therapists at this point, And I am finally, mm. Oh my God. Okay. Finding a therapist is like buying a car or buying a new pair of expensive shoes. You're not going to like the first one you pick off the rack, especially if it's over $300 for a pair of shoes. Like you're going to take your time. You're going to try them on. You're going to walk around. If you don't like them, you're going to return them. Same thing with a car. I was very set in people around me having therapists that they loved. And I would like force myself to love the therapist I was working with. And then, like, a month Mm -hmm. would go by and they would just listen to me bitch for an hour and be like, see you next week. Great job. And I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, no, next. And then I would take a couple months off and I would feel the need to reach out again. Same thing. Okay, no, next. I moved back here to Chicago. I'm kind of letting myself settle into a routine. And I had a call one day where I just was like, I'm feeling ready to open up to therapy again. I think there's a lot of things I want to dive deeper into that I need support that I can't get from like Joe Dispenza YouTube. I do need Mm -hmm. someone pulling things out of me and holding me accountable. So I had connected with a therapist office here in Chicago. She's here in Chicago. I have the option to go see her, but I really love the online platform because I'm more inclined to log on versus driving downtown, finding parking. That's stressful. So I love her. We connected our first session together, immediate switch of like, her asking me what I need out of therapy versus telling me how she's going to do it. And I was like, listen, I do not need you to hold my hand. I need a bad cop right now. I need someone who is going to hold me accountable. Who's going to pull things out of me because I've sat in therapy sessions and I've lied so many times to therapists. Is there more, like, is there something else? Something with your things like that, that I've sat there and been like, no, I'm over that. That's in the past. I'm so done with lying to therapists, covering up big things, trying to just make it about like a current situation. I'm like, I need you to go deep with me and I need you to give me homework and hold me accountable. Her smile mm. is so big as I'm saying these things. And I just felt so connected to her right off the bat. Our first couple sessions together, I am so She's like, let's go. Happy and so grateful. I finally found if you're someone out there looking for a therapist and you're feeling discouraged, like let it come to you and listen to when the time is right, continue to reach out until you find your match. Best therapist I've ever worked with in my entire Mm. life. We have uncovered in the last three weeks, things that I never even knew connected the dots to my behaviors today. And I'm so mm. to have words to actions because now I can start to understand why they are the way they are. When I talk about childhood stuff, little T trauma don't have much of that. Cause my parents were amazing in raising us. There's a lot of things that go back to my childhood that I connected to today that I would have never thought to, because it's not big mm. T trauma and it's not something that stands out in my brain. I don't remember a lot of my childhood because it was good. She's really like holding my hand in the process of when I'm talking about things, she's like, that doesn't really sound normal versus other therapists being like, Oh, that's totally fine. You had a great childhood. we yeah. are just kind of like peeling back layers of different parts of me. And I'm so, so grateful. But why I wanted to talk about this was our last session. We got really deep into intimacy And that's kind of what like the inspo was for today's episode. If you haven't recognized yet, we're on episode 69 of wellness. (laughs) We have to get a little silly for 69. Um, And we started to talk about intimacy stuff, which we'll save for another day, but I'm so excited to have this conversation today. I think you and I have definitely tiptoed around funny sex stuff in the past But now it just feels really authentic and really fun to kind of dive into a different side of intimacy versus just not to name drop, but versus just the other podcasts out there that are just talking about blowjobs and things like that. Let's get deep with intimacy. Yeah.
1: I love intimacy. For those of you who don't know, and there's still episodes out there live. I did a podcast called the walk of shame radio podcast with my friend Tony, who was on the, who was on the show, go back and listen to his episode. If you haven't, um, and how we started that podcast was because I was single in my early twenties and as a bartender and as a radio host, it really was my job to be vulnerable and have funny conversations with people and to be real, opening up about my sex life or my dating life was really supportive to the way that I processed. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not the same for everyone. And when I go back and listen to some of those episodes, just to like, see what clips are out there. I'm like, Whoa, like there was an episode I did. I remember because Tony is a, therapist and he works with, he worked with relationships a lot and husband and wife and um, intimacy. And so I was always just like, yo, this happened on a date last night. Like, what are your thoughts? And he was just like all open for the conversation. And so I remember we spoke about an episode um, on an episode about, I went on a date with this dude. He was a firefighter and he so good looking, so cute, such a gentleman. And at that point, and this is what I always say, like take it or leave it, I loved dating. I dated like almost 80%, 85% of the dudes I dated in the past, the humans I dated in the past were really good people. Were really good people, were gentlemen um for the most part great in bed this specific dude such so handsome firefighter um gentleman took me out to dinner picked me up all the right things and I remember we went back to his house after our date and I was like I was like yeah you checked all the boxes like let's let's fucking do this and I just remember him obviously I didn't say that but I remember us like sitting in the living room and yeah doing the small chat after dinner when really you're like I'm not here to like I'm really not here to have another drink and just talk like let's be honest let's be real we're adults here and so we like began to hook up a little bit and he just really wasn't it wasn't that he wasn't into me it was just he was just like kind of shy and like frozen and like all of a sudden nervous and so I remember I like really it was kind of hot but I like had to walk him through literally everything not in a weird way it was just more so i was like oh i'm going to control this yeah. whole scenario because he needed it like i could feel that he was like support me through this you know like one of those one of those humans that is such a gentleman that he's like consent for every single touch every single whatever and i was just kind of like yeah. <laughs> he's like um, but i remember is this okay is
0: this okay yeah
1: Exactly. And I was like, this is okay. I came over here. But I remember on that episode, just kind of sharing about how it was a lot, like it ended up working out. It was a great night, you know, but I was like, okay, you're not the guy for me because within the masculine feminine, like union, it is important to have for at least for me it is important to have that masculine man that is taking control and is like sit down you know obviously the consent is there but it's like sit down let's go lay down Taken my clothes off, like in this really sensual and, and sec- sexy way. But for me, it was important that I had a man set to the container of a sexual experience and control the sexual experience. And so, although that dude was great, it didn't go any farther than that night.
0: So, I think we all know now how Smitty is in bed because you basically just said exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> And though with Smitty, it's so interesting. And I was
1: thinking about this and I was like, what is my sex life now with my husband? And like Smitty is, he is gentleman. He's soft. He is, he's divine feminine as well. But within that divine feminine frame that he lives in, he also has those moments that it's not all the time, but he has those moments. That's just like divine masculine. Let's go masculine. I'm in control. And it just turns me on so much when he's like that um but he's not like that all the time which is which is also something that i appreciate because i don't want to just be controlled all the time <laughs> right
0: what was sex like growing up for you conversations in the house for me mm. I, you and i can relate on this for me it was more not many conversations also mom my mom listens to this podcast if you're listening Let's just go to don't the next listen. one don't need <laughs> don't. for the sake of our relationship. You don't need this one. Um, not a lot of conversations going on in the household growing up. There was no birds and the bees conversation. A lot of things I discovered on my own. A lot of things I discovered through friends, having conversations at school, the first person who has sex in the friend group, always giving all the details, things like that. Not that mm. it was looked down upon or ashamed to talk about. That just wasn't our family dynamic and that's okay. Um, So I'm curious for you, because for me, finding out a lot about sexuality and sexual experiences, Mr. Google was there for me for a lot of that. Oh
1: my gosh. My older friends were there for me for a lot of that. I was freshman on the um, varsity soccer team. I was a freshman on the varsity softball team, right? My little sporty self was getting sex advice from 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds, which, oh my God, like that's not happening in my household Mm -hmm. because my mom, my dad was like, I can't talk to my daughter about this. It's so funny to go back and and relive moments sometimes because my dad was doing his best, but he, my dad is such a man. He's such a fucking man. Like doesn't show emotions, like sex walks out of the room, sex scene on TV, like turn the channel. Like, and my mom was like, sex don't have it. No, that's it. Don't have it. Exactly. You'll, (laughs) you'll get pregnant and die. And To be so real, that was super harmful for me so harmful for me. And of course I made it through, but I did a lot of experimenting on my own, really without Google, really without anybody's advice. I just did it. I just explored it on my own. I knew there was like a feeling within me to explore. I knew I really liked intimacy. I knew at a young age, I really was attracted to both men and women. And I knew if sex was, don't do it. I knew that was definitely don't fucking do it, but I also was still myself. And so very harmful for me, but I'm, I don't have any regrets. And I look back thinking that every experience I had, and I started having sex at 14 with an older dude and every experience I had led me to the, the wise woman that I am today, because I did kind of started exploring very young.
0: Mm, Yeah. See going into situations, especially intimate situations growing up for me, I wanted to be as informed as possible. And that just goes deeper into validation and a lot of validation I craved as a kid growing up, especially being in sports. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of solo sports. We've talked about that, but for me, validation was huge. And I did not want to arrive in a situation where I had to ask for help so like um, researching or talking to my friends that had sexual experiences like that was my jam because there was no way I was showing up to give my first like over the pants hand job and not know how to do it like things like <laughs> that. and like growing up we didn't have access to podcasts or conversations from totally right so it was just kind of like and looking back at it, was that an experience that I really enjoyed? Absolutely not. But it just was something that I felt was necessary. That's what people were talking about. That's what like the conversations were about, reading Cosmo magazine and like learning all these new totally. and wanting to go into it, knowing as much as I could about it because I didn't want to feel like I wasn't experienced or I didn't want to feel like I wasn't validated in a way. And that goes back to a lot of just control too, because. It would have been so nice if I could show up to an intimate relationship and just been like, I don't know what I'm doing. You take control. That would have been nice. Right. That would have been so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love
1: that we're having this conversation too, because I feel like a lot of people hold shame in their past and, and they allow like the things they did when they were like, people are probably listening right now and being like 14. That's fucking crazy. And that is crazy, but I hold zero shame in that because it just, was my experience and so if you're listening and you're thinking back into your memory bank about your past sexual experiences or maybe your sexual experiences were non-existent right and maybe you really stayed so far away from that because of one reason or the other do not put shame around your experience because energetically that still lives in your system you know and I believe, and my experience was exploring another person sexually was exploring myself. It was like exploring. And for me, it's so interesting that now I teach somatics and I teach sensation and emotion that I always was very in tune with sensation when it came to sex. And I was always very in tune with emotion when it came to relationships, but I wasn't in tune with sensation or emotion when it came to my actual real life as an, as a young adult, because I was completely disassociating from the trauma that was always going on at my house. And so now when I think back at it, I'm like, you know, maybe exploring sex at a really young age or exploring intimacy at a very young age for me was like this um, way to explore myself in a way that I couldn't in my home or with my parents or with my family.
0: Mm, Yeah. I mean, it all ties back. What was your like MO for a guy? Has it changed or for a woman, has it changed since like your first experiences? Like for me, what comes up is I would always go after somebody older because, again, I wanted to make oh, sure yeah. that they were experienced because I had no idea what was going on. Um, always going for older, I was like the one that was flirting with the swim coach and like trying to shoot my shot with like a high school teacher, like ridiculous yes. stuff that was just <laughs> on it so severely damaging to all parties involved. But. <laughs> that was, that was kind of my mo, and then I also then like spun the narrative to when I did start getting intimate with people that like if it wasn't the best best sex of my life then I was like move on to the next because for me mm. was, like, the again it was just the validation thing like if that wasn't the most intense chemistry like we'll move on to the next one and we'll figure it out then yeah I I can kind of relate to that
1: because. For me, I was never in a relationship or dating to just have sex or to just be intimate. But for me, which was so interesting, was that the relationship and getting to know this person led to intimacy, which made the intimacy so much more valuable. Like, of course, I did have those moments. One time I went on a date with this dude and it was Uh, we did not have sex, but it was the weirdest experience (laughs) ever. So of course I had those moments where I like thought this guy was cool. We went out to dinner, we continued the night and had drinks, went back to his house. And then I completely was like turned off and left. Yeah, Right. So I did have those experiences that I tried to be um, engaged in the exploration of the person as a human and see where it went and it did not go anywhere. But a lot of my exploration in this was getting to know someone as a friend and as someone I was attracted to. And then, and then following the cues from my body that a lot of times did take me to being more intimate. And yes, that intimacy didn't always lead, obviously, to a relationship it didn't always lead to um a whole heart if you will because there are a lot of experiences i got my heart broken uh the sex was really good the intimacy was really good but then of course there was something missing when it came to like having a future with this person and as a woman um there were a lot of moments that i made that mean something about me and who i was right so it wasn't always a beautiful experience of exploration, but there were a lot of moments that I had some really beautiful, intimate moments with people that were good people that were communicative and that were on the same page as me regarding, do we want something beyond this, whether it's a friendship or a relationship?
0: I want to flip-flop my experience with yours because damn, like I think just environment too, in general shapes your sex life growing up. I'm exploring those relationships. I think later in my life, my most recent relationship was more focused on the connection versus just the sex and like the intenseness of it. And this was the first relationship I was in where Mm. it wasn't just intimacy right away. It was like something Mm. deeper, like you're saying, and it was like a drawing of feeling connected and feeling connected enough that our bodies were at the point of like, okay, now we're connected on a soul mind level. Like now let's take it to the next. step. So it is, really interesting. Cause growing up, I think I always thought sex leads you to that connection. Like you have to get mm. physical first because that's when your soul ties. And that was almost fucked up in a way, because then I just was like almost craving validation more because if it didn't lead to that soul tie, I was like, Oh my God, then something's wrong with me or I'm not yeah. doing right. I guess it's just like your environment you're growing up in or the people you're surrounding yourself with or the lessons you're learning from friends that are experimenting that, well, if you do the physical stuff first, that leads to the soul connection and then you'll find out. And I'm Mm -hmm. obviously very more self-aware now that that's not the case. And I'm grateful for those experiences to teach me that. But it really is interesting because I flip-flop now where it's, sex is very important to me and the physical is very important, yes. But it's almost like, now the soul ties, the conversations, the feeling comfortable is priority number one before getting intimate. And it almost is like easier to do the intimacy first. It's harder to get yeah. deep yes. with someone without physically being with someone.
1: Yeah. And I feel like so many people can relate to what you're saying. And I've always been of the camp that, cause I've been in, I've been in that space i've been in the space where it's like wow i really like him um i'm just gonna we're just gonna get intimate and then it will flourish and then it's been like no bitch that's not actually what's gonna happen (laughs) with this particular human and i learned my lesson but i'm also from the camp that is if the, the conversation is good. The connection is good. The friendship is there. Just the, the, the chemistry. I won't even say friendship. I won't even go deep to say like, you got to be friends with someone for six months to a year before you have sex and the sex is going to be great. I won't even say that because there are some humans on this planet where you can probably get to know for one month and then you know, like something is there. Right. And I'm from the camp that, if something is there and you feel it immediately within a week or two weeks or a month, why rush it? Because it's like this really hot fucking buildup to the moment that it happens. And then it's like, boom, I had an experience like that with my husband. And right now I'm there's the new season of the bachelor. And right now I'm watching the bachelor. And what is so funny is And I'll get back to the story with my husband. But what is so funny is on The Bachelor, they're always like, well, fantasy suites, like you got to test the car or what, like, what if you have sex and then it's so bad? And I'm like, I actually don't believe that that's possible. If you truly feel chemistry, like, are you that aware? Are you that unaware of sensation to where you would completely and and if you had sex and it was completely horrible and that just was the opposite of what you thought it would be like, you need to check yourself. Like that is not a sex problem. That is a, you your perspective problem. That's like a you realization problem, right? That's like, I just don't believe that that's possible. If you're truly in tune with who you are and who the person is. So with my husband, we were friends for a really long time. And I also felt chemistry immediately. Like I wasn't necessarily, I I wasn't consciously like, I want to be in a relationship with this guy, but I was like, he's handsome. We have good conversations. He's fucking funny. Will sex be good? Yes, it fucking will. I already know it will. Does that mean I need to have it tomorrow? No, it doesn't. But damn, the buildup to our first sexual experience It was through the roof. Literally, we could not keep our hands off of each other. We could not say no to that moment if we tried.
0: Mm. And
1: that's kind of how our relationship was. Like We tried multiple times to say no. We tried multiple times to say we cannot do this relationship. We are friends. And we could not stay away from each other. And that felt so true. And so like, well, fuck, this is it. You know, and so if you're having trouble being aware of what this would really feel like, it's more so a explore yourself deeper
0: direction. Mm. It's kind of like a safe container leading up to it, which I love because a lot of that feels rushed, especially in today's age of social media and instant gratification. It's like, why build the walls of that safe container when we can just dive right in? And same thing with my most recent relationship was we were long distance for a really long time. And we actually met for the first time in person through work. And then we were distance. And the distance part was when we were building our relationship. So it was relying on a lot of communication and a lot of trust and through communication and intimacy through communication, like that buildup is so insane and keeping oh, yeah. it at a distance almost made our container like that much safer because we didn't have instant access to each other every day. It was kind of like yeah. a lesson in patience and learning like you cannot have that instant gratification right away that when you kind of are in that container together, that moment where it does happen, the walls around you are built so strong and the foundation is so strong that like you were saying, it just couldn't be a bad experience. And that I think is so interesting because how many friends have we had conversations with that? They've just been like, oh, it sucked and I'm moving on. So it's almost like breaks. What about like building this foundation now? I think is so important. And for me, that's kind of like changing the way I view relationships is taking your time, building up the communication. It's just like, it's impossible to have a bad negative experience. I almost feel like when something is so safe, if you can't build that container to start with maybe that's your answer. Then why push and explore it? Because then you're going to have that negative experience. Right.
1: And a lot of times is if you can't build that safe container, it doesn't have to do with you and them. It has to do with like the way that you're processing or a story that you're telling or something that you're holding onto from a past relationship. And I think a lot of times these days in dating, People again, they want instant gratification and they immediately want to know, like, oh, yeah, we clicked, we're going to go on another date. Or if they have any apprehension, they're like, no, he's not the one. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe he doesn't feel like the one right now because of something on the internal in your environment, you know, and maybe if you shift your perspective he will look more so and feel more so like the one he or they or she. And with my husband, again, when I first met him, yes, I was attracted to him. Yes, we had good conversation, but I didn't want a relationship with him. And he didn't want a relationship with me. Yes, of course he thought I was good looking and this like spunky bartender that would ruin his life. And until that perspective shifted straight up in me, then I was like, yo, this is something I want to explore. And um, another story I have around intimacy is moving to San Diego. If you've ever been in the San Diego community, and I don't want to state this like a general fact, but at least from my experience, there is a lot of really like open and free humans here that have, there's these communities and not, it's like not sex parties. It's not like BDSM, but it's just like these really open communities to love and to relationship and to intimacy without labels. Mm-hmm. And of course I fall into a community like that when I move here and I I met this dude and he to this day is just is such an incredible human. Like me and Smitty actually ran into him at a festival a couple of years back. And I just remember being like this might be really strange. And it was like, totally cool. They like became friends. Of course, Smitty in the back of his head is like, okay, I don't, why does this guy keep coming up to to us and sitting with us while we have coffee in the morning? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) He's just open. He wants to be friends. But anyways, this particular guy really opened me up to the exploration of other humans without a label because he was so open with me about, yeah, I really like you. And we have a lot of fun and we would go to like parties and go to the beach and, and, you know, have really intimate moments. And he was straight up about the fact that he didn't want a relationship and just the energy of him And the way he communicated that with me, I was like, yeah, cool. Thank you. Like, it wasn't like a, I don't want a relationship, but like, we can still hang out here and there, but just know that I won't text you back right away. It was more so like, God, I love you. I'm so glad we have this relationship. And like, he would still invite me out everywhere. And he really showed me that, like, why do we put these labels instantly or we make up these labels in our head based off of how someone makes us feel Because it feels like something we've never felt before. And if it feels like something we've never felt before, then this must be my future partner. And that's like not how it works. And so before Samidi and I met and like really decided to date, like I was in an open relationship with another guy that I had met in the same type of community that were, I wouldn't label them polyamorous, but they just were communicative and open And this particular partner wanted to close our relationship. Like he wanted to be just with me, which is what happens in these communities. It's like you're open until all of a sudden you're like interested in more of a devoted relationship. And at that same time was when me and my husband were finally like dating. And I remember being like, oh shit, I have to make a decision because my husband was not going to be cool with, if we devoted to each other, was not going to be cool with me dating this other guy. This other guy had been cool with me dating other people until that moment. And so I had to have the conversation with my husband and say, hey, if you want to be exclusive, let's be exclusive. But if you don't tell me now, Because I'm going to explore exclusivity with this other partner. And that was the thing that forced my husband to say, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And yeah, not many people know that I definitely, for years, identified with the type of human that wasn't
0: supposed to settle down with one person. Mm. Mm -hmm. Humans were from the very start. In packs, you survived in a pack. You were always, they were never alone. Like, we are not supposed to be alone. And I think that's where the idea of marriage gets a little twisted, as some people force it as you're not supposed to be alone. So, you're supposed to settle down with this one person. And if that's their belief, that's great. Conversations like this really heal that inner little Catholic girl that grew up thinking that the person you had sex with was the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And that's just them. And it doesn't matter what you go through till death do us part, sickness and health beautiful, amazing vows. And if people value that, that's amazing. That's great. I support whatever people makes them happy, but conversations like this really heal that inner piece of me because I've always felt disconnected to the idea of one person. For me, I've struggled with thinking that that makes me a bad person then because I'm like, Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay, am I, does that mean like I'm going to cheat on future partners, which I never have done. And I'm like, what does that say about me that I can't. Wrap my brain around being with one person. And it's different now. And it's, it was never just about like having sex with multiple people or being intimate with multiple people. Yeah. I think I believe now, and what I'm discovering through healing those different parts of me is like you're saying, like having rad connections with people that why are you closing down a connection just because yeah. you can't be with yeah. them with a label? And I think it's really important to human growth and to discovering and taking a step closer to that person you are meant to be with, because it is, you're not denying relationships that make you feel seen and understood and validated just because there isn't a label on it. And I think that is really helpful for me because I always grew up in a, well, if they make you see, feel seen, heard and validated, like just smack a label on it and then that's your person but it's so Mm. much deeper than that. And we are as humans meant to coexist with others and learn from others and grow from others. That's part of the human experience. So I think it's really beautiful that there are people out there that can take the labels off of it and not feel shame or judgment because for a really long time, trying to express to partners in the past, not that I wanted to be with other people, but I think having life experiences with others is so important and crucial. And I never wanted anyone to judge my past of exploring because I never felt the need to judge it. It's super important because like you're saying, like these groups exist and what a beautiful way to grow through someone and experience life with someone. But then when it's no longer working for both of you and it's not elevating you, then you can part and it's not strings attached with a divorce or a lawyer or money or kids. It's really just bringing you closer to what is meant for you and the person that's meant for you. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: rejection obviously sucks and it hurts. And also it shows you a lot about why does it hurt so bad? Yes, of course, because someone doesn't want to move forward with you, but why is that the end of the world? Hmm. And it shows you a lot about how you take rejection, how you take someone not being into you. I mean, as an entrepreneur, multiple people say no to me every month, right? They're interested. We have a chat and then they say, no, I can't afford it. I don't have the time, blah, blah, blah. And early on in my entrepreneurial journey, that fucked with me. And now I'm just like, if you desire to be in this relationship, because I definitely treat my one-on-one, um, mentorship, we're like a relationship. We're homies. We're lovers. We're friends. Like it is intimate. And that intimacy for them now, for my husband, the way that I show up so raw and so naked, no pun intended, right? is only for a certain type of person and I'm okay with that. And on the flip side, I understand that about other people, someone that I'm attracted to, that I'm really into, if they don't believe that they want to be raw and naked and so true with me, I got to respect that because that is not easy for people. That is not easy for people like period. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. What's the deal with like, attaching, we've all done it. And I know we've all done it. What's the deal with like attaching to a person or a story because it was so good the first time, like kind of the opposite of the communities of people who are just open to different experiences. When you have that one really great experience, there's that fine line of now I'm going to plan my future with them. Or if you're kind of like woke and you're understanding your true needs, you can be on the other side where it's like, I'm just enjoying this. And this is helping me grow. When we teeter to that one side of like, it's a really great experience. Now I am planning the wedding. I am yeah. my whole life revolve around this person. Everything in my schedule is changing. That mm. part of intimacy is so difficult to get out of once you're in it. And that's almost like setting yourself up for like the hardest rejection ever, when you kind of bypass all of the signs that you should be taking it slow and just enjoying and discovering yourself. But like when we fall into that all or nothing mentality, sex and intimacy and being with someone is so intense that when it's not your reality and you come down from Mm. the clouds, that heartbreak is really hard. Have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah. <laughs> this, future, this is my person, all or nothing. And then you break up and you're like asking the universe why they took your person. And it's like a whole big thing. hmm Yeah.
1: I I have to an extent. Um, but I've caught myself and it's almost like I've been in it and I've known what I was doing, but I was still in it. Oh, I was yeah. still like feeling it and creating this future in my head. Um, but it was because I had this idea of what I wanted the future to look like with this person based off of almost like the hormone release that gave me what I wasn't getting in my actual life, whether that was with career or with friendships or just giving myself what I need. And you have this idea of like this fun, exciting life. At least for me, I dated like multiple guys where I had they, they showed me what life could look like. Like they showed me, they showed me these really elegant dinners and these trips and this attention. And it was like, what woman doesn't want that? And so at that point in my life, there was obviously something missing, not in a bad way, but there was obviously something missing that they were filling. And I didn't ever want that missing feeling to be alive again. So I just kept filling it with my expectations around the relationship. And when it ended, it sucked, but it was more so I had knowing exactly what was going to happen. There was never a time where I was like, really, truly, and this sounds I mean, I feel lucky for this, but I also feel like i I just knew I was more so in the cycle of like agony that I was putting on myself, <laughs> but there was really never a time where something ended, and I was like, i, I kn- that came out of nowhere. Or I I thought that was my end game. There really wasn't. I mean, obviously if that would knock on wood, but if that were to happen with my husband, that would be a different story. But there really wasn't ever a time that I felt um, surprised about something ending.
0: We are very self-aware, you and I. So I can totally see that. I also do believe if you're going through a breakup or a separation period right now and you feel on the other side of that and you're like, no, I really was blindsided Mm-hmm. yourself grace with that, of course, but then explore that more because I'm sure the deeper you get, you will see, and you will know that you did feel like things weren't aligned because you're never going to have to force a connection. That's meant to be. Of course, I kind of do the opposite in relationships. This is a big one that we're working through. When I feel like a connection is so intense, I'll remove myself from the relationship to almost test it and be like,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: it so intense? Cause I'm not giving to myself. Like you were saying is does this feel like the end game? And I can't picture my life without this person or do the emotion, these emotions feel so powerful because I'm not giving myself that in my own separate life. So I will like remove myself from friendships, relationships to check myself, to see if I'm actually not filling that cup. And when I notice I'm not, that's when I will disconnect and like push away. Mm -hmm. Like, now I need to do that for myself. So I think it's kind of like a double edged sword. You can get lost in it because it's not happening for you, or you can remove yourself because it's not happening for you. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a way where you can handle both. Still figuring that one out because we're still removing ourselves and being like, no, I have to do the work right now, which is fine. Totally. But there's Mm -hmm. a way to find both. Yeah.
1: There's still moments now, like in my relationship and with my partner where, I find myself being completely comfortable and content with like just being his wife and not chasing my dreams. Like I used to when I was single or not really giving a fuck about not success, but like the momentum of my business, because I truly am happy. I truly am satisfied, but then I have to catch myself and be like, no, you're here to make an impact. You're here for more. But when that more like reaching that more gets more gets challenging to me, I'm like, I'm fine. I love, I was, um, maybe I was talking to a client or maybe I was talking to my friend about this, but how, and how beautiful to have found my life partner. And I could be fine with stopping here and being a stay at home mom and raising our kids and, I would be completely satisfied. And sometimes that scares me because I'm like, well, then all of this drive you had in the past, all of this desire for more and um, desire to know yourself and desire to teach how to know thyself to other humans. Like what is, does that mean anything? Or were you just searching for the feeling that now you have and now you're done? But I think it it's all of the above. Like, who searching for who we are, exploring who we are means everything. It holds a lot of weight. And also knowing who you are, exploring yourself means nothing. If you don't want it to mean fucking anything, if you're okay with the life that you have now, and that's how you feel. Not everybody is triggered to get to the bottom of the human
0: experience and that's okay. Mm. You're very conscious in your relationship. I feel, and it's, choices every day you can make the choice to be content and happy as a housewife and you can also make the choice to continue finding your purpose and it's very beautiful and inspiring and it's amazing to hear that you're aware of these choices but you're just letting what feels right for you happen you're not putting pressure on it because i think that's when people either attach too close or push away is when they're like oh my god i'm i'm okay being a housewife now i need to go like balls deep into my work or opposite like yeah. I'm not really connected to my work anymore. Let me go like balls deep into being a housewife. I think it's really a phenomenal thing that you can feel both and you're really conscious of both, but you're going to continue to just mm-hmm. do what feels right for you. And that's when I think, you know, you're in the relationship that you're meant to be in is because you mm-hmm. don't feel the need to push or pull or go hundred percent in one direction. You can be aware of everything happening and you can just like be aware of it. Yeah. And this is a reflection of life though, too, for other people. It's like, if you're in a
1: job that you really love, and you love the conversations you're having and the way that it allows you to live your your specific lifestyle and you don't necessarily want more, that's okay. And I think that wellness, especially on social media, is is showing and reflecting that there's always more available. Like I could always be a more organized packer. Like I thought I was, and now there's packing cubes and now there's a better way to do it. And I'm like, do I need packing cubes? Like, do I need this travel water bottle? Do I need this like pillow for the airplane and stuff? And I'm like, no, I don't. I've been fine up until now in my life, traveling how I travel, right? It's like, there's always more that we can add on to validate ourselves or to to create this feeling of, exemplary, exemplary, you know, human experience. And if you're content, be content because then you'll get a more authentic invitation Mm. to move into your next level, Mm. not forcing the next level upon your lifestyle. So good.
0: Let's turn it up a notch. It is a nine. Let's turn it up a notch. So many amazing things and conversations we've had as per usual, every episode, I feel like we're just kind of revealing so many things about ourselves and our experiences, turning it up a notch. I need to know the craziest, like intimate experience you've ever had, because I think this is all fun and we can get to a space of like really talking about intimacy in a mature and graceful way. But there's also like the fun, dirty, messy side of it. Which we never give ourselves enough grace to explore. Some time in your life that like really lit you up, and you were just like, I can't believe I did that.
1: My husband and I, for our first time ever being intimate, was in his car at the beach at like 10 PM. We had been having wine, and it was when we first kind of started being like, oh shit, we no, this was the first time we ever kissed. Like it was that we just started liking each other and we were driving. He was going to bring me home because we live in the same beach town. We lived in the same beach town and, um, like right down the street from each other. And we both, I think he was like, do you want to go down to the beach? And I knew what he meant when he said, do you want to go down to the beach? And we went down and we had just incredible sex in the backseat of his car. And then he took me home and we were both like, what just happened? And we were both like, that can't ever happen again. It wasn't like, it was like months after that until we actually started dating. But I remember just that being really, really hot. Mm, That's the (laughs) crazy though
0: a car Schmidty doesn't
1: listen to the podcast, no to be real that's not the craziest but that's like that was like hot and exciting i think the craziest when i was younger it was like fucking the movie theaters and yeah. like yeah. disgusting bathrooms you know so, but yeah. that wasn't like hot and steamy and cool and exhilarating that was just like horny totally
0: yeah <laughs> for me this is like a wellness circle full circle I was intimate. This was nuts. Um, in a, this person and I were in a two person sauna. So a big enough sauna that it can fit two people. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. But it was also like at the end of the day, it was in like a spa. So you go into your room, but then there's rooms. Yeah. to it. So I'm pretty yes. positive that everyone yes. does everything, but it's like, mm. 45 minutes in the sauna, we were getting down to like minute number 10, and it's like red light in the sauna, and you're sweating and it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. It had the exact same thought process. And we were just like, should we literally fuck right here? (laughs) And it was like instant. Yeah. It was one of those that happened so fast. And then you realize and you look at the timer, and it's only like nine minutes left. It's like a minute has gone by, and you were like, wow, why did that feel like 100 years? Slippery, sliding, hot sauna. Mess. That's hot. I want to try that. And then we both walked out and we were like,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Don't let anybody see who's coming out of this room right now. Run into the car. Super flush, both of us. It was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I I feel like when I was younger too, um, I was always down for stuff like that. That's so- why I'm like, I can't think of the most crazy place ever because I really was always like, let's do this. As long as there wasn't a huge chance of getting arrested, I was in. Huge chance. There was
0: always a little chance of getting arrested, but not too big. I feel like I was super adventurous, definitely in college, of course, as most people are. And now situations that I've put myself in, I see happening and I'm like, oh my God, so inappropriate. How could that person do that? Like, have some respect for your community. I, I totally did stuff on a balcony in Mexico with a partner and like when you're on your balcony, you don't think anyone can see you. Everybody can see you. Cause then you're down at the pool and you're looking up and you're like, Oh yeah, I can see what everyone's doing. And it's disgusting and how rude of them to expose themselves like that. But Mm -hmm. six years prior, I'm like, let's get crazy on a balcony in Mexico. No one can see up here. We're like 20 stories up. Oh, you have like a bird's eye view from the pool. It's disgusting, Mm -hmm. but amazing.
1: But, like, sex is also so beautiful and, like, a part of just a part of being the animals that we are.
0: The car accident you can't look away from. You're like,
1: yeah, oh my God. Yeah.
0: And you're, like, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, I think that's spicy enough. We have to keep some secrets for sure, you and I. Lessons Yeah. this conversation. I feel like this is a really great episode to end on like a lesson or something for the community to think about cuz i want them to also be mm. inspired by this conversation
1: yeah I, I, you know i think what is huge is explore always we always say this your thread of attraction but in this way it's more so explore your thread of attraction to humans maybe it's just through conversation maybe it is through intimacy maybe it is just through touch but like allow your body to feel sensation and pleasure and um sensation and pleasure may turn into question and insecurity but then it's more so okay why Mm. Right. It's like explore, explore sex, explore intimacy, explore the people that you're attracted to, even if they're not traditionally the people that you might have been attracted to in the past. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Do not close down the signals that the body gives you every single day, especially when it comes to intimacy.
0: Yeah. I love that. And find that safe container. And it doesn't have to be with the person that you want to be intimate with. Like there are people like Lexi and I out there who are open to these conversations and open to supporting and hearing when it comes to intimacy and sex, you should never, ever, 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 ever feel shame about any thoughts you're having, any ideas, mm-hmm. exploring. Like if you're feeling shamed from someone or judgment from someone, that conversation is done and you're moving on and you are finding another yeah. outcome whether it's professional through therapy or a coach, if you can just kind of like find your tribe trust that they're out there. And there is someone who's able to hold that space for you and help you build that container because this is part of the human experience. We were not meant to be alone. We were meant to explore. We've been doing it since day one. We were meant to work Mm -hmm. together and discover each other. So Find that community, or even if it's just one person, like find someone that you can feel safe opening up about these things. Cause I promise that will change so much for intimacy with you when you don't feel the judgment. And like roles reverse, put that on yourself. If you're thinking something and you feel judgment coming up, ask yourself why. Like, why are you judging your thoughts? I think society Mm -hmm. puts a lot of pressure on. If you're having these intimate thoughts or you're wanting to explore something, it's a bad thing. And it's like, shut it yeah. down head immediately, you know, put that back on yourself, give yourself some love, kind of build that support for yourself. Never have judgment. when Yeah. It's messy. I think that's the biggest thing because it's natural. It's human. Yeah.
1: And notice where you're judging other people, right? Because you judging other people could be a sign that you're shutting something off inside of yourself. Totally.
0: I love it. I almost finished with this is the human experience, but we can no longer use that phrase because I use it all the time. We're
1: going to create some merch with it. Totally. Totally. The merch. Yeah.
0: Well, love you guys so much. We're sending you so much love and support. Our DMs are always open. We have an email. You can be anonymous. We also have a wellness for the hot mess kind of like dump Google Doc that if you want to submit something in there, if you're looking for advice or help, or you mm-hmm. just need your mm-hmm. listen, reach out. We're always here for you. We love facilitating these conversations. If this conversation reminds you of someone, send it to them. Let them listen to this. Let them know that we're support for them too. And leave us a review on Apple and Spotify leaving us reviews really helps us know what you guys want. It really helps us to continue to build this community so we can get deeper with you on all levels.
1: And our next community dump is on the 10th. So it's going to be on July 10th where we come together and we, Really, just hang out. We journal, we chat, we express ourselves, we come with some wisdom to drop. But you also have the opportunity to share your wisdom and to share your medicine with our community. So that's going to be Monday, the 10th of July at 5 p.m. PST. So, yeah, mark your calendars. It's completely free. You do have to be a part of our Facebook group to get the link,
0: but that's just
1: a very accessible click away. Completely
0: free. Community of women waiting for you, waiting to support you. When we have these community dumps, whether it's the same group of girls that show up or some people new, like everybody is leaving this hour together, just feeling like their cup is filled. And it's so amazing to hear conversations from people who have different perspectives. It's really important to open yourself to new experiences. And the community dump is such a safe space to do it. You can keep yourself on mute for 60 minutes. You can talk the entire 60 minutes. It's totally up to you. We are that safe container for you for an hour. So come hang out with us. I think we should talk about sex in the community dump. I do too. I and do too. Do it. Love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye
1: we are so happy you took the time for yourself and dropped in with us today if you enjoyed this episode please share with someone you love or rate and review we cannot wait to have you next time and we'll see you in the community